0: Oh, we hey uh, it is July sixth, two thousand twenty three. I think we're getting a couple hundred listeners a month on this, so I, I, don't, know, yeah, I don't, don't know yeah who they, they all are, are but yeah, um that's good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Well, I haven't promoted it or anything. It's just word of mouth I guess mm-hmm. but um <clears> you know, on the you know, idea of or you if once saved are you always saved. Once truly saved, you're always saved. You know, uh, God knows those who are His, right? And the Bible tells us, and I mean, He knows you're His and you're saved. You become His child for always. And the beautiful thing and, is, uh, we know Him because we hear His voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it awesome. Yeah, uh, we're praying for Colonel Ron blessings for his back. I want to pray very, very passionately for his back. I like to see the Lord just turn things around suddenly. You know, and he does sometimes. He absolutely does. And then sometimes he lets you, lets you wait it out. You know, he's made a grand design with our human body. And his processes that he designed into it uh, should be trusted. <coughs> and I think a lot of people would have been fine, but they got the wrong medical treatment. They got, you know, they're just now realizing that the remdesivir for COVID nineteen and the and the uh, ventilators were really the reason that a lot of people died. They'd have been okay without that, you know. But um, thirty nine thousand dollars is hard. To well, that's where the government got involved yeah. and gave the hospital thirty nine thousand for every person they put on ventilator. And what do you think you're going to need? Oh, I stubbed my toe. Ventilator. Yeah. You know, that's what's going to happen. A uh, fellow, Tony Griffith, he was coming for our shooting class in a couple of weeks, but he's having to have a procedure done, and I told him we'd lift him up in prayer and, and get back to us when he got well. Narda and Charles, uh, listeners of the podcast, friends of the podcast family, and Sebron, uh, for blessings in the fight for custody of his children. John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda. <coughs> Friends of the study and podcast, Marcos for his son's salvation. Mrs. Davis. Now, did you know Reverend Davis passed away? (coughs) No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Back in March, and
1: um, he sure. I don't know if you can dig dig the candy out of that cough drop there. It's been in my. Oh, you got one. (coughs) Yeah. This is so. probably in better
0: shape than mine. Yeah. Good day, Bob. Not yeah. Good. I'd rather he have keep the cough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't hear what you he said.
0: So. I said I'd rather keep the cough than unwrap that thing you've been yeah. carrying around there. Well, at least he had
2: it. He, he had, it. had it off the floor of the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> the no respect We're no.
0: Praying no. for our children and our grandchildren. Um, I'll give three points. Bob pray, pray for his son Mike for peace regarding the loss of his sister Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Our country's leaders, the situation in Europe, and our economic situation. <coughs> Ray, pray for Ron and Where did good one and go? Sorry. Trump oh, sorry. and American you people. <laughs> It's, it's, we got a peanut we got a it's peanut fine. gallery over here. Come on. <laughs> it's wet. Good deed for the day, you blew it. Um right. Dorothy Wingo um <laughs> uh, Miss Bobby. Miss Bobby. Bob. <laughs> okay. And uh J- is this Jason? Yes. Uh, Jessica. Jessica. Well, oh you have Jessica yeah I can read that I, I yeah. think Meek who did you write uh, I
3: didn't write any, but, um, I'll just tell you Johnny, Go- Johnny Goins Johnny Goins I, yeah I should yeah. put Johnny
0: I can you. I, uh, I got Rex on he me.
3: has cancer and it's really bad it's really he said it come back three times you know, I've always loved Johnny, Johnny not, Goins it's but... not it's not good it's just not yeah I that in my... daddy I put Jason, not... Jason Jarvis on there Jason Jarvis okay.
0: Junior Junior he's still
3: right. of but they took him to Baptist today. Right. And they got his monitor, these kids right now. <coughs> he's been passing blood. Got bitten by a ticklet over a month ago, mm. behind his ear, and he's four years old. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's my boy. Mm-hmm. That boy has taught me more Tempo. about cows than I could read
0: and learn about. He knows his stuff. Four years old. Hmm. Well, may the Lord lift him up yeah. and, heal him and bless him in the name of Jesus. Clear out whatever the trouble is. Um, Jessica, our family, situation, our nation's leaders to come to Christ. Uh, Roxanne and Mike, Burton, their family. Eric, Rex, and Ted. And we pray for truth to prevail. And certainly for John Gowans. Let's <coughs> and Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you that we could come together in fellowship in your presence because two or more are gathered. You knew the prayer list before it even took shape. These concerns and perhaps other ones that you may have forgotten to write down, you know them. May your will be done in these situations. Teach us tonight, God. From your word and from fellowship, in Jesus' name, Amen. Good good. Oh, you need a Bible? You got one. Let me do this one here. Good feel. <coughs> I usually don't read notes, study notes, in Bibles. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's good stuff, but not not always.
1: Can you excuse me? I'm just thinking about something in my truck that i got to get. I'll okay. be right back.
0: Well, since you're getting up, push that middle button on that air conditioner because it's already getting hot. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Getting hot?
3: <coughs> yes, sir.
1: <coughs> we
3: weren't freezing. In June we were freezing, but now we're... Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you didn't find it?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't want to start pushing mm-hmm. everything. I don't know. it's crazy. It's just weird. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you see the digital readout Yeah. right underneath it? Okay. Wasn't that not it? Maybe not. Maybe that button it to the right of that all. panel, to the right of the gray, go to the right one, go up to the right about an inch, right there. I said filter reset.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> filter's now reset. No, no. Jerry, you're a lot smarter than you look. Uh. <laughs> I'll go for you. Yeah. Right says on all.
4: <laughs> uh, let's don't pick on the Polish man. <laughs> I, know.
2: I know that's why we're giving you slack.
0: Just look <laughs> at uh, John chapter 6. I just wanted to kick some ideas around. Um, John 6 verse 39 and 40. I think <coughs> that we can kind of piece together the process of salvation, um, possibly. But now, there are going to be verses that, that Calvinists go to that, uh, and then we're going to look at some of them and they're going to say, See right there? That means God only saves who He wants to. He only saves the elect, and He damns the damned. Um, Let's look at verse uh, 39. 39 and 40, two verses. He says, And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which He hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day, and this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise Him up at the last day. Okay, that's good. Look at verse 44. <coughs> he says, No man. Well, let's pick up 43 maybe for context. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, murmur not among yourselves, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Staying in John 6 toward the end, verse 65, it says, And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. I always thought this verse 66 was interesting. John, six verse 66, says, "From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him." And we know the 666 (coughs) is the number of the beast. Um. So we know that in 1 Samuel 16, um. Samuel says don't look on the outward appearance for God has rejected this man the tall one, the Saul he looks on the heart God looks on the heart so here's David he's just a young boy young teenager I think and he was God's choice what was it about him that caused him to be God's choice Earl brought up something from, worth looking at, from uh, Jeremiah 17, um, has to do with the heart. And, um, and it says it's desperately wicked. Verse 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. Now, God asks the question and He gives the answer. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Would God be looking at someone, how they're conducting their business, how their life is, what, what the King James and the New Testament would call their conversation? conversation how do you live Um, you pay your bills on time or you try to at least I saw a thing yesterday it was on Facebook um, which Facebook is it's a double-edged sword good things can happen on there and then bad things can happen on there but um somebody kind of had written a short piece on shopping carts and they they had a picture of a parking lot of a grocery store, Walmart, something like that and like there were seven shopping carts just scattered around the parking lot left right where the person finished using and he said it doesn't cost you much of anything to return that cart He said but it's not illegal it's not illegal to leave that thing right there so when somebody's not being compelled by some rule of law to do the right thing then they just don't do it he said you can tell what kind of a person someone is you can learn a lot about them by what do they do with that shopping cart do they take and put it back or do they make poor John Park have to chase them all over the parking lot, and that's what he does. He, I hope he can join us tonight. But um, yeah, you're costing extra, causing extra work for someone. I think a lot too could be said. People throw down trash. They just don't want yes. versus could be
3: one penny per per item or two cents per item if everybody taking part back so don't have to but or take it back to the shopping place uh, leave it all of the, uh, uh
0: sure that well I think it would be it would result I mean, in it, a it would, uh, it
3: really, really help. and less
0: overhead because see I, I guess, they hired John to go out and, and yeah. retrieve all those cars of course it gives him a job and then people say yeah I throw litter out the window I get to give a job to somebody I'll go pick discovered I'll just, I'll
3: just with a I mean, either Whitfield or or Bluefield and I'll just push, start pushing carts, and they say, well, "Why are you doing that for? Like, I'm just doing help out. That, Sure,
0: that, why that, not? That's special So, um, watching someone, you know, how they handle a shopping cart. Yeah. You can sit there, you know, and, and he said, "You know, you no, know, there can be reasons somebody can't take it back." Right. You, you know, uh, but normally you can take it back. And you say, okay, this person took the cart back. That one over there left it right where, where she was done with it. And so on. And you can see this. I hate to, Does, see, me, I'm sorry. Okay. I hate to see where the carts are banging in people's cars. Well, sure, and that there. happens. You leave that you can, cart out that. there, <laughs> and some you know yeah, a gust of wind blows it across. I mean, are, I've seen this happen, I mean, and it runs into somebody's yeah. car. Yeah, I mean, because you left it where it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, But does the Lord look at us and see what we do with what we have? Now, the Calvinist teaches that man is horridly evil and can't do a single thing right or can't do a single thing good I don't really think that's true. I think that with His laws written on our hearts, we have a conscience. And there's a lot of people that are not Christians that exhibit a conscience about certain matters. And um, so, just throwing the idea out there for discussion. Your first encounter with the triune God would be perhaps His Holy Spirit. Stephen told them in Acts chapter 7, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised of heart, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Now that hurts the Calvinist doctrine too because they say God's grace is irresistible. But we have that part, and then we got a place in Psalm 78 where they confounded God with their disobedience. I asked a Calvinist on Twitter day before yesterday, I said, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 tells us that God is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. I said, if we don't have free will, why is God suffering? Well, He'd have to be making Himself suffer, wouldn't He? I said, you people make God out to be a schizophrenic and also a masochist. That's that's, uh, blasphemy. Um... But there is some means, there's some process that takes place as God looks upon the hearts, searches the hearts, He tries the reins, says even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Well, maybe some of those ways were pleasing to God. apparently David was acting in a certain way to please God. Um. So can we think that it's certainly possible, even before we're saved, to act on a consciousness that God has given us? Uh, and in, in there and thereby cause God to say, I'm gonna draw him. I'm gonna draw you to the cross. <coughs> One other place in John chapter twelve, verse thirty-two. Um, let me do it in verse 30 Jesus answered and said this voice came not because of me but for your sakes now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out and I if I be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto me I I would like to uh, try to get some resolution of that Jesus said, you know, he's talking about his crucifixion. Uh, yeah, I mean, the next verse, in fact, this he said signifying what death he should die. Draw all men unto Now, I think that people have all known of Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, we're accountable for what we know, but globally, people know. And they have to decide who he is, like he asked Peter, "Who do you say I am?" And you're 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 living God. You're a son of a living God. You're the Christ. Um, I saw a man today again on this on Twitter.
3: Is that Twitter working again?
0: Yeah, I never noticed it quit. Yours did? Of course, I don't go there a whole lot. Buttery's been but down for a week. I was using it today and yesterday. Yeah. Um, he was one of these Unitarians where there's no Trinity. He, claiming to be a Christian, said that Jesus was a man, and you don't book doctrine on the actions of a man. Now we're listening to a lost person, a person that's dead in their sin. Uh, he was also uh, an annihilist. He made that comment in his profile, meaning that hell is not really forever. You know, the Seventh Day Adventists teach that. Um, that's not a, a hill to, to die on one way or the other, but to me, You know, Jesus said those worms weren't gonna die. So I have to assume that neither will the people's souls who are there. The soul is not made of organic material. And I tell even our shooting school clients, I'll kind of segue into a little bit of Christian doctrine just to touch on it. Your soul will last forever you will always be conscious throughout eternity. The soul cannot die. It would not be annihilated, even by fire. It is still conscious. So that's, um, that's something very sobering for people to think about if they're not following the God who made them. <laughs> um, so, How do you
1: reconcile the fact that it Speaks about the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who are perishing.
0: How do they get out of that predicament? Well, you can become a reprobate, you know, and be turned over to a reprobate mind. You know, God already knows what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. But that doesn't mean He's taking your free will. He just knows what you're going to do with it. You know, um, you hand a a 3 year old a permanent magic marker and leaving him unsupervised are you writing on the walls no but is he going to do it you bet you he's going to do it he'll write on the walls doesn't mean you caused him to do it
4: someone read Romans chapter 1 verse
1: 20
0: i just got done doing
1: that which which first Romans 1 and 20 yeah for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by, by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, as soon as you talked about that, I want to write the Romans 1, too.
4: Okay, there's two ways to everybody that they conscience and creation. Yeah. Now, do we build light on that or do we turn back? Now, if, if we have a little light and believe a little, now, it's not our faith that God's like object our faith is in. He's going to give us more life and a little more life. But if we go back the other way, we still do have that excuse because you can look for creation. That's what he says. You can look for creation. You've got
0: evidence of
1: God. Yeah. I talked to a young lady the other day over at the farmer's marketplace and got around and finally talked to her. I said, if you were to die, can I ask you a question real quick? If you were to die today, where do you think you would go? And she said, Well, I used to be an atheist. Now I'm an agnostic, and, and, but I am spiritual. <laughs> and I was trying to wrap my mind around what she was well, trying to saying. Well, you can't
4: say You just can't do it. Well, I, I believe said, it.
1: I asked her, I said, What about the creation account? And I pointed something out on the counter right there. I said, Do you see this coffee pot? There was a coffee pot there. I said, I don't know who made it, but I see that it's sitting there. It's a creation made by somebody. So if you see a creation, there was a creator. It's the same way with this world. I mean, we can't wrap our minds around that concept of God, where he came from and all that. That's beyond our mortal capability. And that's exactly... And I I try to reason... This girl, I just watched her countenance just change. She no longer could hear me. And she walked off just without even saying anything. I was... I was getting to her to a certain point, Mm -hmm. but she just couldn't hear Mm anybody. And it really surprised me. Like, this is the Mm -hmm. most important thing you'll ever do in your entire life. Mm -hmm. Now,
0: maybe, you know, when Ray Comfort does this, and I like a lot of what Ray Comfort does, but um, based on the verses we read from John chapter 6, no one can come to him except to the Father draws them, sends them to him. Um, now, there's your Calvinist verses. They love those, but they act as though God doesn't have to have a reason. And we'd look elsewhere in Scripture and see that He looks on our hearts. And we have the King David example, and I'm sure others. Um, he looked on the heart of Saul of Tarsus, for goodness sake, and drew him to him. Um, he was passionate. He thought he was doing the right thing. Um, so if that works that way if it need be that God must draw you to Christ perhaps through his Holy Spirit or perhaps he himself the Father draws you to Christ the Son can you get anybody on the street preaching can you get them to true salvation I think, I think a lot of these things, and I'll even say it about the Billy Graham crusades, what he did was great. I'm sure that God drew a lot of people that he wanted to see saved into those auditoriums through the, through the decades. But a lot who went down there probably did not truly make a, 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 a profession of saving faith. So, um, to, to, to me, I'm thinking if we can figure out the process and if the process is described in His Word, in the words of Christ Himself, there's a process. God the Father has to draw you to Him according to what He said. So you can't start with Christ without God the Father drawing you to Him. He said no one can come to Him except God the Father draws him. Why does God the Father draw him? We could speculate, but there must be something that even in their fallen, sinful state, some people will do that impresses the Lord. Like you returned that shopping cart. You stopped and helped that person. That It was pouring rain. And you, you picked them up and you helped them. We have the example of the, the, the Samaritans. The Good Samaritan, they call that. Um, and he did the right thing. The religious bunch cut a wide path around that man that was beaten. But this Samaritan, who was looked down upon, just like many Christians will look down upon unbelievers, Why well, you're a heathen, you know. And people look at some things that I do. Ah, oh, you're a heathen. And what I tell people is, you know, the, and then you've got... Uh, some folks that are just holier than that. they're 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 like uh you know too immersed and scarily so and works for instance so um you know the religious zealots call me a heathen and a heathen call me a religious zealot some kind of trying to get the log out of their own eye yeah um Check out this one right here in John 1. John he 1. came into his own,
2: and his own received him not. Now he's talking about he was the a Jewish Jew, people. he came to the Jewish nation. They rejected him. But as many as received him, did him give power to become sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Uh, which were not born of blood, that means you don't inherit this. You are of the will of the flesh, that means you can't do anything
0: to get yourself in, mm-hmm. but of the will of God. Well, there, that fits with what Jesus said in John 6. God's will, I want that one. I want that one. I I like how she helped her her elderly parents when the rest of the siblings went away. I like that she stayed. And she is not a believer. But I would like to draw her to Christ and see. And I think even then, people can still resist it. We see evidence in the Word of God that you can resist the uh, the Holy Spirit. They call it a day of visitation, right?
1: I heard I read that in here. Uh, but the gift of salvation has appeared to everybody. Everybody has an opportunity somewhere in their life to say yes. Titus two like eleven, Rexella. 10. Right?
0: What? Titus two eleven, Rexella. Right, right, right. That's Jack Van MpyJ. <laughs> that dude. Did you ever watch him? I've seen him. He's very passionate. Uh, you freezing, Ray?
3: Yeah, I should have brought
0: your summer clothes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we'll just kind of toggle between using it and not using it so they get go. to, maybe if we had a fan even. But, okay.
2: Well, you know, speaking of this, you know, in the 50 years, almost 50 years in August, I've been a Christian. I was raised in a church. I've seen this thing over basically a lifetime. I can remember when people got saved in church. Literally, really got saved in church. Then there was an era where you could go out and you it was wide open, you could evangelize, you could you could knock on doors, you could you know, uh, you could meet people in the street, but you still can't do that. Long. But really well, I think what you're getting at is the example you live, the humbleness you live before the world is what
0: is, that's what's biting now. What, what may cause God to draw you to Christ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to teach that as doctrine. I'm not saying that. I'm just, uh, that's why I wanted to bring this up in front of some of you I all think that's right. To see what you thought about it. But uh, And if that is the way it is, is there anything we can even do to, uh, other than just share the gospel? If somebody's going to want to know where to go to, if the Lord starts drawing them they gotta kinda know, okay, I gotta go to the church. You know, I, I need to go talk to the minister, I need to go talk to, you know, an elder, uh or or whatever. But um you know, you look at this lost and dying
1: world that we're in right now, and all these people out there doing all kinds of bizarre things to satisfy some void in their heart that can only be filled by God, you know. The tattoos that you see on people, I mean, there's hardly any flesh left on some of these people. They're totally darkened with all kinds of bizarre... Some
0: people are out uh, yeah, over the edge. I, I, you know, as far as if you get a tattoo, I don't think it's going to put you in hell. But the thing is, a lot of these folks, they, they put them on their faces even. And to me, that's just a demon redecorating the place. You know, he's gone in and he's got, oh, I want to look like this and, uh, and so forth... Um, but uh, demons can be cast out, but you know if they don't fill that void with God's holy Spirit, Jesus is going to bring seven more back with it. So I was an atheist most of my life. a, com- a combative atheist i don't I'm not proud of that, you know, but uh, I tell you the first time I read First Timothy chapter one and I was uh, I was in that NIV
3: there I think God I mean I, I don't mind tattoos as long as they don't get too many but yet I think God intended for you to have like a birthmark I mean I have one on my leg and that's a natural tattoo I don't think God intended for you to have a tattoo I mean, well, in the Old
0: Testament, yeah, he said in the Old Testament not to do it. A lot of people come to Christ after having done a lot of things they shouldn't have done. And those things are permanent, those tattoos. Before I mean, with, of course, you can pay big money. School. You think I you mean, pay that tattoo, Paul, a lot to natural. put that on there. What yeah, do you pay right. the doctor that's to get rid of it for? Yeah, <laughs> <a lot> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, First Timothy 1, verse 12, Paul says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. The NIV says, and a violent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. We can do things ignorantly in unbelief. But at the same time, strangely, as Paul was Saul of Tarsus was doing all this, God saw something there. He said, "I need a, I need a, an apostle to the, to the Gentiles." Uh, that guy looks like he rolled up against some of them, you know. Picked him out. But um, to
1: whom much is forgiven, much is required. He needed a lot of. So the, the question, the, the, the equation that pendulum had to swing the opposite direction. I think that's. God, God enabled him well, to be able yeah, to do and that. He believed
0: he was doing the right thing. It's a, it's it, you know, he really did, and he he repented of it, and he said he was the least of the apostles, the biggest of the sinners, and and uh, but um, if that's the right, if that's the case, what can we really do? I mean, we are told to go out and and shed spread the gospel, share the gospel. Um, the Great Commission. Certainly, people need to know about Christ. They need to know the truth about him, though. I see these, uh, I've saw it on the back of the tractor trailers. Um, go go attend a church of your choice this Sunday. I see it on Facebook memes, you know, saying, you know, you need to go to church. Just get find your church and go. Uh no. you gotta find out what they're they're teaching yeah you gotta find out what they're teaching and you know what J. Vernon McGee said most of these things are just knife and fork clubs that's it they're they're, they're not doctrinally advanced at all Um, and you know the Church of God uh, Anderson, Indiana they've got no eschatological view whatsoever they don't even think about it. They're like You ask them, what's it going to look like when Jesus returns? They'll say, well, he'll just come in riding on the clouds and there he'll be. Uh, they think Revelation's already been fulfilled. You know, uh, the, the tribulation events. They, and that's just crazy. Um, you know, Jesus said, this is going to be a time worse than any time ever before in history. Jacob's and trouble. Yes, and... None will happen as bad after it. So we've got that to go. You know, uh, the Seventh day Adventists say, all revelation, that was all fulfilled in 70 AD. You know, Titus took the temple down and all, you know. Jesus lost track of
2: the time,
0: didn't he? Too long later. I said that what Titus did in, in, in Jerusalem wasn't pretty, but it, compared to World War Two, that's. Uh, Pillified at girl scout camp you know so yeah i think
3: we're seeing the times through the weather uh june was a it was a june is warm in june but Uh, you know we've had some interesting changes and god's God's in control god's in control well he was
0: was. but then they started spreading them chemtrails and firing off them harps and everything and then god like Yeah, oh, God, it messed up my weather. <laughs> yeah, i know set far in Canada. <laughs> yeah. well, they did, <laughs> and
3: that—that's
0: that, yeah, all that smoke. Where y'all get yeah, you true. got all that smoke on your farm, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, You go outside and it's like a fog. For three yeah, yeah, it's
3: just a, it's just a like a, haze like a fog haze, and you could, I, at certain times in the morning, I could, I could smell it. Oh, you couldn't, you couldn't even see that mountain. Yeah, yeah I I, really I,
0: I true. Looked out the window, I thought I was in Louisiana because yeah. I lived there a while. There's no mountains. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> my he, he he could, could
3: not go outside because he's 76 pretty, years old. He said he couldn't go outside because he had a collapsed lung and he couldn't
0: breathe. Yeah, that. He couldn't breathe. Okay, so that was my part. I want to <coughs> let Earl take over, but uh, but I just you know just to synopsize. Thinking of those things that Christ said in John 6, how should that affect our outreach to the unbeliever? I don't believe we can drag somebody to the foot of the cross that God has not drawn to Christ. I, I don't know. I want us to all maybe think about that. What, you throw the should, seed
1: out there and see what kind of soil it.
0: That's what you got to do. Plant a seed. Yeah.
4: We're not, we're
3: not exactly. promised
1: to read the Look at the track record that Christ had when he was here. He didn't win any, a lot of people over to him. You know, but the ones that did, like the apostles, they died for their faith. I mean, they truly believed. Mm-hmm. And I think about the folks in the Colosseum that I visited that died thousands of years ago. It's like, how could they have done that? What an amazing amount of faith they had.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we mentioned eschatology and the events and the timing of the Rapture, with regard to the Tribulation period, and you have some t- teaching on that, Earl, and I'm ready to listen.
4: Okay, what we're going to do is talk approved uh, by the Bible that a post-Trib Rapture is impossible. Mm-hmm. Now there's four different viewpoints of the Rapture plus one. I'll explain that plus one in a moment. Number one is the pre-Trib Rapture, and you know that. The rapture happens before the tribulation. Now, the tribulation is a bad terminology. It's either time of Jacob's trouble or Daniel 73. Someone read Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. I'll get it on. Now, if you understand the 70 weeks of Daniel, it clears up all this viewpoint.
0: 924, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Okay.
4: 490 years are determined on who?
0: Upon thy people. The and Jews. the holy city. And the Jerusalem. holy city
4: of Jerusalem. Now, verse 25 fulfills the first four 483 of those 490 years. There's one year left, or one week left. Now, Jews don't go by week of days. They've got a week of weeks, week of months, week of years. Okay. Sabbatical year. And there's one week left, a week of seven years. That's the time of Jacob's trouble. Okay, the gap of time is in there, at verse 26, and that's where we're at right now. So a pre-trib rapture says that we've got to be taken out before that final 70th week happens. And that's easy to prove, I think, all the way through the Bible. There's a mid-trib rapture. It happens right in the middle of the tribulation. You can just prove that. There's a pre-wrath rapture, it's after when right before the bold judgment start. That's the wrath we're taken out then. And that's not good. But a lot of people, including his brother, and I, I think a lot of Joe and Stu, but they're confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, why can't a, a post trib rapture, and I believe you, says that you will be raptured after the tribulation, right? Now, there's a group of people, including Calvinism, who believe there is no rapture, and that somewhere far out in the distant future, everybody's going to be raised up at the same time. And God separates the good and the bad, <coughs> and eternity totally starts. That's not biblical either. But let's talk about uh, a post-trib rapture. Now, let's talk about what the rapture is, and we, we'll go to 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter four, verse seventeen. The Lord Himself will descend from heaven, which is shout the trump of God, and the voice of the archangel, right? The dead in Christ. Now, how do you get in Christ? We just talked about it. Being born again. The Old Testament saints cannot be in Christ. The Holy Spirit did not had not come to that point in time to be baptized into the body of Christ. They're going to be resurrected. Now, there's a difference with resurrection directly and the rapture. Not not alone. But you've got to be dead to be resurrected. To be alive when the rapture happens, you've got to be translated into your glorified body. Now, what did Jesus say to the Sadducees when they were trying to disprove him? That when they said they was, this woman had seven husbands, right? Which one of these husbands will be hers when we get to heaven? Jesus said, we are like the angels of heaven. We cannot marry or be given in marriage. In other words, what he was saying, when you get your glorified body, you can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're with me?
0: Yes.
4: Okay, you cannot reproduce. Now, at the rapture, regardless of where it's at, this is put it out there in mid for just a moment. Once you're resurrected, you get your glorified body. Only one person right now in the world has got a glorified body. Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, once you're resurrected, you get your glorified body, and you can't reproduce. Now, put the rapture at the end of the tribulation. Now, it doesn't go there, but this is put it there. Go to... Uh, Matthew 25. Now, this is the sheep and goat judgment. Mm, yeah. Verses 31
1: and 32. Explain those two words, hypotero so, and rapturous to the people out there that say there is no such thing as the word rapture. Well,
4: I've what heard. they, and I've had this told me many times, that the word rapture is not in the Bible. It is not. The word rapture. The word Bible is not in the Bible. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. The concept is there. The concept is there. Now, the only reason it's not in the Bible is because we got an English Bible. If you had a Latin Bible, a rapture would be in there, and that comes from the Greek word apodzo, and it's got several de- definitions. Snatched out is the most profound one, taken out and caught up. So, when the English translated it into English, they used a the definition other than the word itself. So that's the difference in rapture, rapture, and apodzo. Now, put the rapture... Now, listen, what we're talking about is putting the rapture at the end of the tribulation. Now, someone read verse 31 and 32.
0: When the Son of Man shall come in His glory. This is Matthew 25. Now, now, what
4: t- time period is this talking about?
0: Well, that's going to be... The second coming, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm in uh, this Schofield Bible, okay. and he has a caption above this passage. It says, Judgment... Of individual Gentiles at Christ's return to earth.
4: Well, I think he's right, but now l- let's don't take it in context. Just take it that the rapture happens here. That's what people ask. The post trip rapture people believe mm. that it happens right there. And I put the rapture there, regardless of how silly it sounds. It doesn't fit. It doesn't. But now let me ask you this question: What happens at the rapture? You're glorified. You can't reproduce, right? Right. What happens at the lot to the lost people? Look at the goats. They're cast into hell. Verse forty-one. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. Okay. At that point in time, if that's your rapture, go to Revelation chapter twenty, verse uh, eleven, I believe, eleven and twelve.
0: Where those people come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I saw a great white throne, and him verse th- eight. Verse eight. I'm sorry. All right, verse 8. And he shall go out to deceive the nations. Is that the one? Uh Uh-huh. And who's he? Satan. Satan, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Okay, now let me
4: ask this question. If the rapture happens at the second coming, post-trib rapture, now what happens to the lost people? They're cast into hell, right? Mm -hmm. What happens to the saved people? They're glorified.
0: They're told to go into the kingdom.
4: Yeah. But now at the rapture, they're glorified. Now don't put don't we're putting the rapture right here was not. Okay. okay? They're glorified. Who where do these people come from? Who repopulates the millennial kingdom? Because the people, the saved people are glorified. The lost people are into hell. There's nobody, no physical human beings alive in in their viewpoint to repopulate
0: the kingdom. I would say that the sheep that were told, you know, you were good to my people. Well, the sheep,
4: in context, are the ones that repopulate. Yes. but now I'm putting a rapture here.
0: I got
4: you. I'm putting the rapture here. Like the post-trip rapture, you know, believe. If you, you know? do put it there,
0: you can't have people. In the-
4: if you do put it here, and if it does happen there, you but can't have people. people
0: that are entering into the millennium and repopulate. That is perfect. Yeah. I mean, I had never considered that, but that really puts yeah. some handles on it. Mm-hmm. I like something, you know. They're talking about the wedding supper of the Lamb, and you know, when we're called up into the clouds, and and, and Chuck Missler said, "So what? We just make a giant <laughs> U-turn and come straight back?" Well, he, he said that makes the wedding supper of the Lamb like a box of lunch. Well, see, that's what they believe at <laughs> the Rapture. If
4: it's a second coming, you are up and down. Yeah, I mean, you get your glorified body, and you're up.
0: But you don't have time to do anything else. Yeah. No wedding supper, so ain't time to eat. Got to eat on the run. I yeah, and remember
4: when,
2: Remember the the when in the Jewish wedding, when you married, you had a year off. Uh-huh, a uh-huh. year meaning a, a period of time. So Christ is in heaven. The church is in heaven. He's taking that time off with
0: his bride. Right. That's Deuteronomy 24 and 5, and he wouldn't violate his own law. Right. So he's going to take a year to entertain his bride, while I guess Satan sets up all his chess pieces down yeah, there. Exactly now, right. you know, according to Daniel,
4: verses... Uh, 13 and 14, I believe, or 12 and 13, believe that there's 75 days between the second coming and the setting up of the millennial. Just do just to it and go through it just a minute. Go to Daniel, Daniel 12. Daniel 12? Yeah, uh, uh, verse 13 and 14, I believe. Now, this doesn't make any difference between the post Do you see what Bob yes, sir? At? Explain that to Joe sometime. No, never yeah, mind.
0: Take those verses like... like We'll just it, and you know, where are these people? How where did they, they come from? Yeah, they you come know, from? your post-trib rapture view doesn't work.
4: Yeah, it, well, it will not work there because mm-hmm. there's
0: nobody left to repopulate the kingdom. Right.
4: Yeah. So, Daniel 12? 13 and 14, I believe.
0: Uh, okay. At uh, the end of Daniel 12. 13 is the last verse. Bless, well, what about 12 and 13? 12 and 13. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred. Oh, well, go back up on verse. Uh, and from from that time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, an abomination that maketh the desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Now, now, let's
4: talk about that for a moment. Now, when the daily sacrifice is taken away, remember at the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist comes to power. Now, these is study on that. The temple is rebuilt. See, there's no temple right now. And they can't uh, offer up daily animal sacrifice. Yeah. But Antichrist makes a way for them to the first three and a half years to offer animal sacrifice at exactly the midpoint. Now, if you remember why they said 490 days? If you convert that right over into, day, into days of 490 years, if you convert right over into days using 360-day biblical years, you've got 176,400 days. Well, if, if they're fulfilled in chapter 25, the first 493 years, there's 173,880 days fulfilled, leaving 2520 days to be fulfilled, divided into two sections, 1160, 1160. So, at the midpoint of the tribulation, Haifa has been fulfilled, or 1260, I said eleven hundred, twelve hundred sixty. So, at the very midpoint, to the end of the tribulation, there's 1260 days left. Now, it says, what are them to uh, to, uh, 1290 days? Mm Mm-hmm, verse 11. That's to get goats, Apparently. That's the ghost that we just talked about. He cast them in into the hell. Okay. Now go ahead and read the next verse.
0: Verse twelve: Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand, three hundred and five and thirty days.
4: That's forty-five extra days. Okay. Now that is apparently the sheep that enters the kingdom. Okay. So you put those two days together. Blessed
0: is he that waiteth. Yes.
4: You got seventy-five days. From the time he comes back in Matthew twenty five, to sit on his throne, until the believers, the sheep, enters into the kingdom. These seventy five days in between. Some period
0: there. You got thirty and then forty five. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, and then this Antichrist, you know that Antiochus Epiphanes, he, he he's a type, type. of mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think incidentally, Daniel eight, uh, you know, you've got uh Alexander the Great and most of your bibles will have commentary that though this is uh was fulfilled by alexander the great the problem with that view to me is that twice and maybe three times in daniel 8 it says that this is a vision for the end of days right i think this could be our nation and i saw this years ago i said well america's not the bible maybe it is this speaks of a western gentile power it says a Greek. And Greek just means Gentile. The Hebrew was mm-hmm, Amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it says he crosses the face of the earth without touching the ground. Mm-hmm. That's, that's us, to me. And he breaks the horn of the Medes off, which I believe was Iraq. And then he's going to break the horn of the Persians off, which obviously is Iran. And then he waxes great for a while, but then his own horn is broken off and he breaks into four. Uh, not in as much power. I mean, there still be nations in the millennial age, right? Sure, nation. sure. So America is going to be quartered out if we're the goat in Daniel eight. Um, but to me, the fascinating part of it is this nation crosses the face of the whole earth without touching the ground to do these things, and uh, it's worth. I mean, maybe worth considering. When I, I, it's all over the internet now, when I first saw that. I found another guy. When I come up with something, I want to see if I come up with it first. And 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 I didn't on that because somebody else had a website about it, but I couldn't find any others. Now it's everywhere. I mean, oh, here's America you know? Could be, could be.
4: But I tell people in those two beasts, you know, there's been seven major beasts that rule the world from day one until the end of the tribulation: Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medes, Persian, Greece, Rome in two phases. And out one in Daniel eight and seven and eight, there's a little horn that comes out of the third beast. I say, don't confuse him with the little horn that comes out of the fourth beast, and it confuses them every time. That's pretty good. I meant to do that. So who figure that out? So the um, little horn that comes out of the fourth beast, there's a little horn that comes out of the third
0: beast. I haven't considered that. Um. Yeah, I assume this little horn is going to be the Antichrist. One of them is. It
4: comes out of the fourth
0: beast. He comes
4: out of the fourth beast, not the third beast. Mm-hmm. And it's the eighth. And, and it's going he's to be another eighth. one. Yeah. It's the eighth.
0: Okay, well, there's a lot to learn and a lot yeah, to study it's there. There's a lot of code there, but it's it's all laid out. if But you did a, it if out. he sees that we're, you know, another thing I learned from Missler is that... If you think you got a conflict in the Word of God, that's that's like a sign that says, "Dig here." Stop studying. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, but no, understand it. Start you know, studying. Dig here. Let's see what? Let's see, we're just shy of an hour, but um, oh, well, thank you, Earl. That was great. That was great. Um, it's Adrian my, it's mind-boggling. Oh sure. Oh, it is. It, it is. is yeah. You know, I
3: mean, it's, so it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't never learn enough. I mean, I just. Well,
4: I've own. studied eschatology. Does everybody know the difference between eschatology and ecclesiology?
0: Eschatology has to do with how the end times are mm-hmm. going to unfold ecclesiology just
4: Study the church. church. Mm-hmm. church. That's
1: where
0: we get to word e- 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 ecclesiasties. Ecclesiasties. Mm-hmm.
1: Ecclesiastes,
0: yeah. yeah. I like to study e- e- eschatology and, and I have seen people and I told some folks one time... And you know, I said, oh, God, if, you know, you, you, you don't know when this rapture's going to be. Just see how it pans out. There might not even be, you might be misunderstanding, you know, and, and don't you want to know about heaven? Well, we can't understand it, and da, da 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 and I said, let me say this. Let's say that you are at the grocery store one time, and they said, would you like to sign up for a drawing? It's free. Free trip to Gatlinburg. All right, you sign up. Well, a couple weeks, three weeks, something fast, and you get a call. You were our grand prize winner. You're going to Calibur. This is great. And you believe that you are because you signed that thing and you entered the contest and you believe you're going. And what do you do? You're going to get on the computer you're going to start looking at things to do down there. Oh, we got Dollywood. Can't miss that. Going to have to go to this show and that show and and, uh, so on. I want to know what it's about. I'm curious about it because I really believe I'm going. If you really believe you're going to heaven, what shouldn't you be curious about? Absolutely. And what it's going to be like, you know? And yeah, we'll get there. And there'll be some things that we had wrong. You know, I, I call it the big TV syndrome. When I was a little kid, mom was going to take us to a movie in Bluefield. And she said, it's a big TV. It's a big TV. Okay, so we had an admiral TV. And I just imagine this huge, Walnut case TV and the legs were so long I couldn't reach the bottom of it. Yeah. And I wonder how are they are gonna dial the channels? The knob is gonna be six foot in diameter and it's got a massive set of rabbit ears on top. That's how I imagined it. Well, I, I was wrong. Um, so, I, I mean, and I think we can get wrong ideas if we don't look closely enough and study closely enough. Um, Adrian Rogers was talking about pre trip. And he said, you know, twice Christ said, it's going to be like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Or it was in the days of Noah. People are buying and selling and marrying and giving and marriage and building. And, um, he said, in other words, it's, it's going to happen, this coming, this particular coming of Christ for his bride. It's going to happen when everybody else is just going about business as usual. But look at the end of the tribulation. Mm-hmm. You're gasping for your you, next you breath. You don't do that. You're mm-hmm. not going to be doing any of that. You're not going to be doing any of that. Even, <laughs> and, yeah. mid, even mid-trib, you're not going to be doing it, I don't no, think. No, I don't no. think so either. No. So, I mean, and plus, the Feast of Leviticus 23, Tabernacles, in my view, describes that period of time that we're with the Lord in heaven seven years, seven full years. <clears throat> If it's mid-trib, we don't give it three and a half, you know. Um, I think that those feasts were all about Christ and the church, all seven of them, you know, and it's, yes, I'm sure it's nice to be a Jew, but it's pretty nice to be a saved believer grafted in when Jesus had it in mind the entire time. Missler did a teaching one time out of Numbers chapter 2. And you read those different tribes. This one goes this way. Out from, of the camp. Yes. <laughs> and it Beans makes you know. a Christian I cross. I that the other night. Yeah. It makes a Christian cross. And I, could, I can just imagine. I said, Okay, it's a Christian cross. And at night, they'd have their torches out All lit. Right. And from where? From the sky from which he will return from. Eastern sky, mm-hmm. looking down from the if eastern you sky. you them up on the mountain and look across, now if you study
4: these four tribes, they, now they had to camp exactly southeast. Like he was told. You, you, you couldn't go southeast or southwest. You had to camp at least straight down. And these, the emblems of, of the uh, tribes was an ox, a man, a eagle, and. Uh, Line. What are the four Gospels similar. Same thing.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, I didn't the, know that part. Th-
4: yeah. The thing
2: about Balaam too, you know, when he first when he first started to prophesy falsely to the what's his name uh, that had him up there, Balaam. Balaam, uh, uh,
4: ba- uh
2: whatever the guy. The oh, was, he, yeah. yeah, I know. Well, at that. first they said he said, "Well, m- you know, maybe I can't see the whole tribe will go
4: up higher." Mm-hmm. And yeah. when he got up higher he could see
0: that cross. And well, you do the
4: same thing with the tabernacle. You got two pieces of furniture on the outside, the brazen altar and uh, and uh, uh the labor. Mm-hmm. Then you go inside, you got the showbread, the uh manure, candlestick, yes. and you got all the olive incense. You go right you got a cross.
0: Interesting. Just like the blood on mm-hmm. the doors mm-hmm. of the exactly. that's over. what it represents. That symbolism throughout is amazing. Um, that, uh, I mean, he does. I mean, look what he does with a monarch butterfly. This is a worm and it's not a very attractive, it's something you don't want to pick up. And in order to become what it will become, the scientists say it literally dies. It literally dies and it is in the cocoon or in the chrysalis. Interesting it was even called that, the chrysalis. And then it emerges, and I think he gave us even that as uh, a little shadow oh, picture sure. you know? again yeah. and uh, I think he saw himself well this is what this is kind of what i 'm going to be doing. I want to add some more beauty to creation let 's mm-hmm. what's put,
2: that, uh, that thing you, that protein that you were talking about that
0: lemon uh, lemon, and, lemon and, and lemon. it holds everything to get a molecule that holds everything everything anything that's made of anything has this substance in it according to what i was reading and um the uh the the the, if you look at the actual symbol of it uh let me see if i can make it come up here okay i think we got it edited and rolling um we all ready to close Mm Earl, I want you to do it again. I like the last time you closed us.
4: Dear Father, we come to you. We thank you so much for loving us and dying for us. Thank you for building the matching for us in heaven, dear Lord. Yes, one Lord. day you're going to come and receive us unto yes, yourself. Lord. Where you are there, we may be also for yes. eternity, dear Lord. Yes, Lord. Now, we thank you for the study you've given us today. You th- we thank you for your word. We just thank you for loving us and dying for us. Yes. Amen. we ask you to go with us through the evening. Yes. Protect us and we just pray that we glorify you and be pl- and be pleasing mm-hmm. to you. That we'd be the witness that you would uh, have us to be. That we would be pleasing to you in everything we say and do. In the holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you.
2: Thank you.